yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time imon irok the yen of chacht erachor. Agus suligam a makan sha gurfeder erachor inuik kiart len of winter fein. Skilti fis turmi. Tashe dochrecha nach vetoch ara igornamyan on kestchen ekol. Vien talam aginam griv arkar nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. You're listening to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler. Today we're going to discuss whether TikTok should be banned. I'm joined by producer Tabitha Monaghan. Tabitha, do you have a TikTok? No, I don't have a TikTok. I made the conscious decision not to get one. I spent too much time on Instagram and I saw how much time people, I would say, wasted on TikTok. So I decided no. But maybe I should now? No, just pause that thought for a second. and Let's talk about this because... This is actually a real thing now. There m- may actually be a movement to ban TikTok. Where does this come from, though? I'd heard this as well. Is this just a case of other social media companies getting a bit jealous that TikTok is doing so well? Or is there genuine fears around, I don't know, where who TikTok is owned by? Well, TikTok is owned by ByteDance, which is a Chinese company. TikTok itself isn't actually allowed to be used in China for the same reason that Google and Facebook and oh. Twitter and all the others um, aren't allowed to be used. So it's kind of an interesting irony there. But it is owned by ByteDance, which is a Chinese company okay. and which has, which is the allegation goes, susceptible to influence from the Chinese government, which in turn is suspected of wanting to sow disinformation or maybe to spy on Western societies. That's not to say that the other big social media platforms aren't loving this, uh, aren't loving this call to ban TikTok. But now the US government and US senators in particular are getting involved. US Senator from Missouri, Josh Hawley, uh, leading the charge that the Senate itself is currently investigating whether TikTok might be a security threat to the US. And we know that where the US leads on issues like these, the rest of us sometimes follow. You look at Huawei, for example, which was effectively run out of the mobile phone business by Donald Trump's administration in the US. And effectively, that the, the trickle-down effect meant it was run out of the European handset business as well. I think it's interesting the decision that is driving this call for the ban, that it's a fundamental mistrust of the Chinese state rather than what the platform is and what the platform does. I mean, we see what damage, let's say, Twitter or Facebook has in sowing misinformation. You know, it can drive that. Mm. We know that now at this stage. We have Cambridge Analytica, etc. But that isn't what this is about. It's a fundamental mistrust of China, isn't it? It is. And this goes to one 
core thing that you have to understand about TikTok, and that's the algorithm. So the main way that TikTok is different from Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or any of the others is that its algorithm, the things that you see on TikTok are much more tightly controlled than they are on Facebook and Instagram. You're not seeing everything from your family or friends. What you're seeing is what TikTok's algorithm, which is created by uh, TikTok and ByteDance, the executives there, what they think that you might be interested in. And that's why it's so addictive. That's why, frankly, it's so successful and it's so good. It figures out in minutes whether you're interested in sport, in comedy, in social affairs, in current affairs, in, you know, controversy, whether you like to be riled up, whether you have prejudices against um, certain things. And it shows you an awful lot of that stuff in a very, very, very engaging way. Now, take a service like that. You can see why if there was a suspicion that someone in the company was working with an administration or government that might be hostile to your country, you can see why, you know, after Cambridge Analytica, which you mentioned, that, that could be used to influence public opinion in Western in Western uh, democracies or could even be used maybe to spy on on users in those countries. There have been some disturbing reports, though. One found that TikTok can log keystrokes on iPhones. Another reported that ByteDance staff in China have unlimited access to all TikTok user data they want. I mean, how credible mm. should we take these reports? We have to take them credibly because they're from credible uh, newspapers and uh, agencies, organizations like BuzzFeed and The Guardian. Now, as to whether or not there is a smoking gun there is less certain. There was a guy who uh, actually did, who, who wrote, wrote a book on this um, quite recently, uh, TikTok Boom, it's called. The guy's name is Chris Stokel Walker. He found no evidence of systemic or systematic leakage of personal data or a plot. But that's not to say that there isn't something there. We know that the Irish Data Protection Commissioner, for example, is currently investigating TikTok specifically to try and figure out whether it is sending uh, user data from here in the European Union back to China, which would have consequences under GDPR. It's naive, I guess. This is what the people who want to ban TikTok say. It's naive to think that a company that owns TikTok, which is ByteDance, that they would not have some intricate supervisory role over the company. And I guess with relations between China and the West starting to freeze over uh, issues such as Taiwan and trade and even Huawei, um, the fear is that they might use or try to use TikTok in that way. It does occur to me, though, that with TikTok, the horse has kind of already bolted with this one. I mean, they have a serious amount of users, not just in Ireland, but internationally. It's an incredibly large company now. Absolutely, it is. If you look at the uh, content that, you know, you as a millennial, for example, might look at on uh, Instagram, I think you, you referenced yep. uh, a, over a quarter of all of the reels, the videos that you see on Instagram now originate on oh, yeah. TikTok. Yeah, you totally see that. And that number is just going up and up and up. You look at its impact on culture generally. Um, I think the country, uh, the, the song Old Town Road by, was it Lil Nas yes. and Miley Cyrus's dad, Billy Red Cyrus, that essentially came out of nowhere on TikTok. And this is why TikTok is so powerful. It can take a nobody 
and make him or her into a real somebody within weeks or months. It's a cultural engine. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's the most downloaded app in the world right now. So yes, you're right. It is absolutely huge. Now, so could you ban it overnight? Maybe not. Maybe, as some US figures are saying, ByteDance should just be forced to divest it, to sell it. So we would still carry on, but it would not have Chinese ownership anymore. Yes, they have millions and millions and millions of users, but they're also quite young users as well. I wonder, is there a little bit of concern in that regard? Because I know you have a stat about um, CyberSafe Ireland, what what they found Mm. there are TikTok users in Ireland or what ages they are. Well, according to that organization, which did a survey of 4,500 primary school kids uh, and published the results two weeks ago, 74% of 8 to 12-year-olds in Ireland use tech TikTok. Now, that's not um, dissimilar to what it would be like in other countries, in other societies. It, but it's not just that it's young kids uh, who are actively going on to TikTok and using it. It is the fact that it's seeping into so many other platforms as well, because kids ultimately don't vote. Yes, their opinions can be formed, but they're not the ones who take to the streets or who maybe will vote in radical or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, politicians who have are the result maybe of a riled up population riling up uh, people against each other in democracies. The Russians uh, are pretty good at doing this, according to reports. We don't know, frankly, if the Chinese um, want to do this. And th- this is why this is quite a difficult uh topic to discuss because I am conscious that there is always a them over there um, lazy thing that you can fall back on. We don't know these guys. We don't know their culture as well as we know our own. Therefore, they must uh, they must want us to fail. And you will find that there are a lot of the leading voices who want TikTok to be banned tend to be very, very, very negative about China in general and sometimes tend to be from the kind of Trump wing of politics. They like bi- they like a binary world. They like stories of good and evil. They like heaven and hell. And it's, it's you know, you, you don't want to fall into that trap either. So how realistic is this ban or severe restrictions maybe? I think reading the mood music at the moment and looking at what some of the key figures are saying, there is definitely a momentum gathering, maybe not for TikTok to be banned, but for it to be separated from its Chinese uh, owner, ByteDance. The way that might work is, for example, in the US, which generally takes a lead on these things, the US might introduce a licensing system, for example. It might say you can only operate in the US if you have a license. And then it might give the homegrown platforms a license and then not give TikTok a license unless it divests itself uh, from its Chinese ownership. So that's the way we think it's going to go for TikTok. But maybe we don't know what we're talking about. Well, now I'm joined by somebody who probably does know what he's talking about. Sean Key's finance correspondent for the currency. I should say we did also ask for a representative from TikTok, but that company declined sending us a statement instead. Sean, last week we heard from Axel Springer's CEO uh, that TikTok should be banned. Do you think he's right? I do. <laughs> Why? There's, I guess there's two legs to it. One is that it's very, very influential. And there's a lot of potential for 
wrongdoing if you really wanted to do wanted to do so. So so is Facebook, so is Google. And the other leg is the fact that it's controlled by the Chinese state. Now it's not that Wait, by that's dance, disputed now. To be fair, that is disputed by uh, by dance by, by, and by, TikTok. By, by, in fact, yes. I, now is it now is a good time for me to read out the statement that they uh, sent us. They declined to appear on the podcast on data access. TikTok has never provided user data to the Chinese government, nor would it do so if asked. You see, it, it's not it's not to impugn ByteDance in particular. Um, the, you know, they're no, they're, I don't I don't know the culture of ByteDance. I don't know much about them or the Chinese people, but. It's, it's just a fact of life in China that the Chinese state um, it kind of claims authority over all of these technology companies and like, like literally over their data. There's a law that was passed in, I think, 2019 or something like that, which basically gives Chinese state has, uh, uh, has the right without any warrants, without any oversight to just help itself to whatever data it wants from Chinese companies. And that's not limited to, you know, data that's housed in a particular server farms in China. It's Chinese companies anywhere in the world. And I'm sure, like, maybe ByteDance has the best of intentions. Maybe it does intend or hope or plan to keep its data separate. But it's it's not them I don't trust. It's the CC, C, C, Chinese Communist, Chinese Communist Party. I don't trust that. And uh, I think there's good reason for that. They're, they've shown over and over again what they how they operate. And I think it's very naive to think that they belong in the same category as Facebook or Google. Mm. I wonder, is this, though, just the latest moral panic over an online service? We've been here before with Facebook, with Instagram, you might say with other Internet services, with, uh, you know, Internet on our phones, that whenever an entity becomes very powerful and influential, as TikTok clearly now is, particularly if they're abroad, we get very frightened and we start to come up with ways why it shouldn't be in our lives. There is a bit of that, a bit of uh, the, uh, I don't trust the, whatever the kids are doing. And when I try to keep those two emotions separate, even though I do feel both of them, there's a kind of a weird, uh, what's going on when I fully understand the aspect of it. Let's say we don't know whether China is good or bad. What's, what's going to do? Well, like what might an, a, a, a malicious owner do, controller do with TikTok? Okay, so one is the data. We talked about that. That's only a small piece of it, like, but it is, it's, it's an important piece. You know, the, the data is, you know, we know a great deal about your personality, what you like, what you're into, where you are, and have using its tentacles could get into other bits, bits and pieces of data in your, your phone. But you can buy that from Google right now through a middle, uh, a middle uh, marketing company. Yeah, okay, that's, well, that, that's, one, that's one side of it. But I don't think that's the piece I'd be most worried about, even to be honest. So the more worrying bit is, bit is the algorithm. And the algorithm, like if you know how TikTok works, it's like you just sort of sit there passively and it's got this like super clever algorithm which just feeds you entertaining stuff to look at. And so the algorithm, right, if, you, if you're of a mind, you could use that to just sow chaos in a country. That is something that any social media platform could do. Facebook could do it, Instagram could do it, Twitter could do it uh, in a particularly incendiary way if it wanted to either actively or by neglect. Why would TikTok be any different? Why would my TikTok consider doing that where others wouldn't? The problems with Facebook, Twitter uh, and Google are well aired and it's these are kind of profit maximizing companies. They're hold of their shareholders and what they want is maximum engagement for advertising dollars and all that. I mean, we, 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 that's not a great system 
by any means, but we understand it. Um, and but that's it's a separate problem from like propaganda, you know, and the interests of the state. The interests of a state are quite different to the interests of like a shareholder. An adversarial power, which is sort of how the world is turning out, like whether we like it or not. There's a Western bloc and there's an Eastern authoritarian Eastern bloc. Like an adversarial power doesn't necessarily care about maximizing engagement for its own sake. It might care about um, you know, division. That would that might be beneficial to an adversarial power. It just like what the Russians have been actively doing for you know a long time. What was the, the 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 report that came out last couple of days that Russians have been spending at least three hundred million U.S. dollars on funding political groups around in, in Western Bloc. Like their goal isn't to like you know as with Facebook or Meta to kind of feed us sort of junky information that makes keeps us clicking. That's a that's that's a bad problem. But it's a much worse problem if you've got a state who's trying to literally like tear us under. Kind of fraternal bonds of our society. No, that's a different category. So, so, th- so we're getting into the weeds of it now. So are you saying that, for example, one possibility might be that it could distract countries like the U.S. and create a better opportunity for China to advance on Taiwan? I mean, that's a concrete, specific goal that they might have. But otherwise, compared to the Russians, who just like to see Western countries. Um, divided um, so that they themselves might gain competitive advantage in some ways. Why do we think China would would do this? I wouldn't just blame the Russians. I know the CIA did the exact same thing to the Soviet Union back in this in the Cold War, finding the little fault lines in in the inside in in the. In and that the was with a specific goal to destabilize the USSR because uh, the Americans didn't like the USSR's system, which was fair enough. Is the theory that China doesn't like our system, and that's why it's trying to destabilize us? The theory is that it's it's turning into a Cold War. And I, okay. I mean, you know, that's that's if we're not. You know, there, there isn't uh, John the Carre, all that, you know, the, the same, exact same story, but it's a similar story. Two nuclear armed, very serious power, powers who are in competition over uh, the, the you know, without getting into all the deep geopolitics, the, Ch- the Chinese is a rising power. It wants a lot more than it has. It wants more military influence over its, over its neighbors. It wants uh, trade influence all around the world. The U.S. is currently the top dog. The U.S. is trying to basically trying to hold them down. It was it was hoped it could be kind of a managed partnership that would have kind of develop naturally over time. But now it's getting that's looking less and less likely. And it's look and so like to answer your question, like why would the Chinese want to do it? It's about influence, right? The, the weaker the U.S. is and the West is, the stronger China will be. It's a sort of a zero sum thing when it comes to like okay. geopolitical power. Just coming back to the question of possibly banning TikTok, is it possible that this is actually geopolitic? And most of this came from the Trump administration. He said he wanted to to ban TikTok. He was then voted out. He effectively did ban Huawei from the US and they kind of therefore got run out or their handset business got run out of, the, of Western markets uh, altogether. Um, I wonder, is there an element of that going on here as well? Let's let's just try and hurt a prized industrial star of our trading enemy. Well, I mean, Meta would be would be very happy if this happened. Obviously, mm. there is a kind of a you know self-interested political economy arguing for it, but that doesn't make it not true. The other side of it as well is Adrian. Like, what's the benefit? Why not do this? It's like, oh no, no, we really need. 
our very addictive video phone app. Do you know how much time US, the US teenagers are spending on TikTok? It's 99 minutes a day on average. And that's the generation. Yeah, I mean, look, it's the same in Ireland. In Ireland, um, 74% of 8 to 12-year-olds uh, use TikTok. 8 to 12-year-olds, 74%. That's uh, from the most recent CyberSafe Kids uh, survey. 4,500 primary school kids uh, published last week. I should read out, uh, TikTok did give me a number of other statements as well. On US data storage, the company said, recent reporting by BuzzFeed in the US shows that TikTok is doing exactly what it said it would, addressing concerns around access to US user data by employees outside the US. We've been clear and vocal about our work in this area as we seek to address both location and access to data. We're pleased that we now root 100% of US user traffic to Oracle cloud infrastructure. And we're continuing to work on additional safeguards on US data for improved peace of mind for our community. And finally, it did also add a bit on the Ireland data center saying, as we announced in April, TikTok has signed a contract for a data center in Dublin to house UK and EEA TikTok user data, which is currently stored in Singapore and the US. And that will begin operating in early 2023, ramping up throughout the rest of that year. Sean, thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, thank you also to Tabitha Monaghan, who produced today, and Gavin Hennessy, who was on sound. From me, Adrian Weckler, the tech editor of the Irish and Sunny Independent, you have been listening to The Big Tech Show, and I'll be back with you same time next week. Bye-bye. 